All right, so I'm looking at the uh, Twitter machine, as I do during the breaks, and it uh, looks like screenshots of what the court is requiring on the redrawing of the maps. Let me bring on uh, the chairman of the North Carolina, whoop, the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley, joins us again. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be on with you. So, um... I'm not aware. Like, are you aware of anything that just popped right like a, a couple of minutes ago about uh, the courts or anything? Or are we just going to pretend like it was five minutes ago and just uh, uh, talk about our, our understanding of the court case from five minutes ago? Because now I think something just happened. No, I hadn't heard anything. All yet. right. Um, okay. You know, <laughs> so I think. Yeah. Look, I think you know the biggest thing that we've got is. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, as you, as you've heard from Tim Moore and, and the Senate, uh, they're planning on drawing, uh, the maps again, and they've got, you know, criterion, uh, that have been, uh, not really laid out very clearly by the Supreme Court. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's a highly partisan play that the Supreme Court has made here. Uh, we had maps that were drawn on a bipartisan basis in the House, maps are drawn on a bipartisan basis in the Senate approved by a bipartisan uh, trial court panel. Uh, and, uh, you know, then we had four Democrats uh, suspend filing, uh, hijack the calendar, and now throw the maps out. So uh, there's there's obviously, you know, when they redraw uh, the, the maps here, uh, they're going to have to try and, and divine what it is that the court wants them to do. So because I, I can't help myself, I went and I kept looking. So apparently the lower court has just uh, uh, announced the appointment of a special master to draw remedial maps while the legislature draws its maps. So this way, if they reject the legislative maps, they'll be able to just put the special master maps in place. That seems to be what everyone is uh, is talking about. So... Um, and I will, I'll explore more on that uh, uh, during the next break. But that's that, that's apparently what everybody is uh, going on about. And I and I don't generally I, I try never to make predictions on court cases um, and elections. But um, on this, like it, it's getting real tough for me not to just expect there to be uh, partisan rulings coming from the bench. Now the Democrats are arguing that that's all because voters know if a judge is a Democrat or a Republican. And I saw the McClatchy editorial board, they really went after Judge Newby over his dissent in this case. Uh, and I pointed out yesterday, you, Newby was first elected under the nonpartisan election system. So I don't understand why he's the poster child for this corrupted system. But I also don't think that it's, I don't think it's, it's a problem for people to see that their judges are D's or R's. Do you? No, because those judges are Republicans and Democrats, whether you label them or not. Uh, the Democratic Party, uh, you know, worked very, very aggressively to put Democrats on that court, even when they didn't have labels. Uh, and they certainly have tried to, to do so this time, uh, this last cycle around. So, you know, the, the fact is that, uh, whether they have labels or not, there definitely are liberals and conservatives. There are Republicans and there are Democrats. I think, it's better for voters to understand uh, who those folks are when they vote for them, and they can make a better, uh, more informed choice. And what we saw last cycle here in North Carolina uh, with those labels was the Republicans were able to win three out of three Supreme Court seats and five out of five Court of Appeals seats. So 
uh, not surprisingly, the the Democrats are are howling about that. Right. And this is the thing that always gets me. Uh, voters in this state have preferred Republican judges as long as I've been here. So, and that was why uh, Democrats were so keen to get the na- the the party IDs removed from the ballot, <laughs> so people could be confused. And honestly, then you end up with less voter participation in those races, which you know, kind of shockingly, uh, you know, the party that's all about democracy, right? Like all of a sudden now they they want to. Uh, they want to minimize voter participation in certain races, and then that also raises the influence and impact of uh, the lawyers and the the legal community itself. They get outsized influence in those elections, and I don't think that's particularly healthy either. Um, so I'll ask you this on um, at a at a at a higher level: Why not? And I asked the speaker the same question. So why not attempt to? Uh, create a fairness standard of some kind. Why not try and figure something out so this way it doesn't get crammed down the party's throat if Democrats get to write the fairness standard? Yeah, look, the, the North Carolina Constitution uh, is, is very clear uh, that the legislature is to draw the maps. You know, the, the United States Supreme Court ruled in 2019 that uh, the drawing of these maps is an inherently political process, and it is the sole purview of the state legislature to draw those maps. If it is an inherently partisan process, as the Supreme Court says, uh, you know, then, then you can go ahead and determine what you want. But what we see from the Democrats is fairness means more Democrat seats, uh, and fairness means maps that Democrats like. Uh, not the other way around. And, you know, what, what I have argued uh, for years is that we want the courts to stay out of the, the drawing of these lines. Um, and if we have a conservative court, then we would assume uh, that they would stay out of it and let the legislature do their job. Unfortunately, with a Democrat liberal court, uh, that they are going to intervene uh, as they have here. Doesn't that really, but that gets to sort of a different philosophy on governing, right? I mean, you kind of just said it there yourself. I mean, from the, not just in, in, you know, the legislative or executive branches, but also in the judiciary, there is a, there is a, a hesitancy, right, to, to inject oneself into areas that they're not, you know, uh, delineated to be in, in the Constitution, whereas the, a progressive philosophy says, no, that's precisely the place to be doing that work. So are you, are you hamstringing yourself in that regard? Look, I think that we have separation of powers in our Constitution, both North Carolina and federal, for a reason. Uh, and uh, that, uh, you know, we want decisions to be made uh, as close to the people as close to the voters as possible, which is why you have the legislature set up to do all of the legislating. You know, Democrats are not able to win, uh, you know, the legislative seats. They're not able to win their majorities. Then they're going to try and enforce their uh, political views either through a governor, you know, who is overreaching or through, in this case, the courts that are overreaching. I remember a couple, this is probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, I remember when they were first arguing a lot of this stuff in the courts and they they made this case um, that they could not attract enough candidates and they could not raise enough money. And, like, that was their argument in court. And then they literally put out press releases touting candidates in every district 
like the first time ever that they had recruited candidates for every district race and that they had raised record amounts of money. And, uh, and and now I look back on that and I think those races that they recruited all the candidates, was that simply to build the case for now for them to say, well, look at all of these legislative races. We had all of these votes cast for all of these candidates. Was that the play the whole time in order to to make this argument for essentially a proportionality standard? Well, I don't know if they were planning it that way, but it certainly comes around to it. And they definitely are arguing for a proportionality. I mean, if you if you take the Democrats and the Supreme Court's, uh, you know, uh, ruling here uh, at face value, they're basically saying the Democrats are a protected class under the North Carolina Constitution. And that is absolutely not something that you can see with a plain reading of the Constitution. Yeah. Which and uh, and I said this the other day. If this is the new standard, I got. I, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that were wearing MAGA hats a couple of years ago that got assaulted. That would love to be able to argue for protected class status under the law now. Um, I don't because that to me. And then I mean, then what about libertarians? Do they get a seat in the legislature? I mean, a proportionality argument. Why wouldn't that apply to every party that is able to run any candidate that organizes itself? Shouldn't everybody get a seat then? It, it just it seems. It seems unmanageable, probably by design. Well, it also is is a double standard when you consider how the the maps, uh, the district maps for Charlotte City Council yeah. and Mecklenburg County Commission, uh, what we see up in Wake County, where there are no Republicans uh, that are on those, despite the fact that there's you know clearly a proportion of Republican voters uh, in Wake and in Mecklenburg County. Uh, when you look at uh, the New York maps. Uh, where they're drawing a 23 to 3 Democrat advantage uh, and wiping out five Republican districts. You look at the maps that we've seen in Illinois or Maryland, other places around the country. Uh, Democrats are all about gerrymandering uh, when it is to their advantage. Uh, and they, they howl in protest when uh, there is a map that is supposedly a Republican gerrymander like in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, it's different when they do it. That's what I've uh, that's that's my understanding. And a fair map is uh, one that elects Democrats. That's the that's what the rule is. Uh, Michael Wadley from the North Carolina Republican Party. As always, a pleasure, sir. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Pete. Take care.